This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Thanks for joining us. I want to start the show by thanking you for your emails after Friday's free-for-all. When we had an honest and spirited discussion prompted by a call from a Muslim woman named Poonam, she phoned to say she wanted to educate non-Muslims about her culture and then proceeded to share her racist and backward viewpoints. While we as a group condemned what she said, we refused to label all Muslims with her very narrow-minded and dangerous views. At least that's the impression I got from our listenership on Friday. So as a result of the feedback we received on that show, we've decided to do a follow-up program tomorrow on extremism within religion. We hope you'll join us for that. Today, though, we fight back against news that was revealed in the Toronto Star on Saturday on the amount of money spent daily to feed residents of Ontario's long-term care homes, $8.33. That's what's allotted for each resident at each of Ontario's 629 long-term care homes. How does this make you feel when compared to the amount spent on each prisoner in Ontario at $9.73 a day? 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Joining us on the line, both Wanda Morris, the COO and VP of Advocacy for CARP, A New Vision of Aging, and Bill Walker, the progressive conservative long-term care critic. Welcome to you both. Thank you very much. Oh, happy to be here. Wanda, let's start uh, with your reaction to this news. You go first, and then we'll get to Bill. Sure. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed to hear it, not really surprised. What we've seen in so many areas is that uh, long-term care facilities do not seem to be on the government's radar. Um, un- unfortunately, we've, we've heard tales of, of uh, inspections where there's been no follow-up. We've heard about uh, resident-on-resident aggression where residents couldn't be promised safety. And now we hear this. Uh, it's it's not surprising, but it's extremely disappointing. Bill Walker, your turn. Well, I couldn't agree any more than, than what Wanda said. Uh, we've been pushing the government in my couple of years as critic of this file and very concerned. We've worked very closely with Ontario Long-Term Care and the Ontario Association of Not-for-Profit Homes and Services for Seniors, and they're all saying the same thing. And this food thing comes up time and again. Both of those organizations have asked for budget increases in the range of 7 to 8%, and the government only comes to 3.7 last year, and yet they can find millions and millions of dollars for things like CEOs and green energy contracts that they keep signing when we don't need So it's egregious that they would treat our seniors like this. Bill, to be fair, though, uh, previous progressive conservative governments in Ontario would have been dealing with the same problem. Well, fair enough, but I I think at the end of the day, our seniors have built our country, and we certainly have to be uh, respectful of that, and we have to find ways to make sure that they're getting fed nutritious food, healthy food. At the end of the day, every single one of us, food is one of those staples. It's It's a fundamental part of our everyday, and I think what's 
What's needed here is to prioritize and make sure that our seniors are treated well. Most of the people that I talk to, particularly when you compare it to prisoners getting 973 a day, are just appalled and think that it's shameful that the government wouldn't find a way to top this up and make it a priority. Uh, we're speaking with Bill Walker, the PC long-term care critic, as well as Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy for CARP. The issue here seems to be the type of food. For the most part, it seems like there's enough food, but there's not enough fresh fruits and vegetables, which, as we all know, costs a lot more at the grocery store than frozen food and canned food. Uh, are we... Is it an issue, Bill, with the providers, the organizers of this food? Could we be buying more of it in bulk so that we had better food uh, on the tables at long-term care homes? I think, frankly, that uh, all of the providers are trying to do the best with what they have. They're given an allotment by the government of what they will pay that 8.33 a day. If you just think about your own home budget, how to do that on a on a daily basis, very challenging. I think they're doing their best. They do buy in bulk. Some of them actually, frankly, about 20 percent actually take money out of their own operation to top it up because they believe that's what's needed. What we really need to do here is, is, is provide the proper funding, index it to inflation, as both the associations I mentioned earlier have asked for, and ensure that it's a truly nutritious food. The sad reality is when those, uh, when those limits are put on the funding levels, then people have to scramble to be able to find whatever is going to go the furthest, uh, like you and I do at home. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want nutritious. This, this has a huge input uh, impact on our seniors. Uh, their, their daily living, their actual mental attitude, and certainly their health. So I just think what we want to do, and we're going to continue to push the government, put the proper funding in place so that they actually can buy nutritious food and treat these people with the respect they deserve. Uh, Wanda, Kathy Gap, the CEO of the Ontario Association of Nonprofit Homes and Services for Seniors, says a minimum of 33 cents more a day would be enough to make a difference in the quality of meals. In terms of what CARP does, advocating for seniors, including people in long-term care homes, is there an opportunity to successfully lobby the government ahead of the next budget? Uh, you know, we've made our budget submission, but I think just by airing this, absolutely, and we can uh, send a follow-up to the finance minister. I mean, another thing for us to think of, and I think it's important, is we know what an issue Alzheimer's and dementia are in long-term care facilities, and we also know that there's correlations between a healthy diet and developing Alzheimer's and dementia. So it's just even more critical that we make sure uh, our, our seniors in those care homes are getting you know, the proper fruits and vegetables that they're not just getting enough food, but getting the right food. Right, because, I mean, to be quite blunt about it, if you're feeding people processed and canned food, the fiber's not there. You're going to run into digestive problems. You're going to have to be using more suppositories and laxatives, and all of that costs money. So why not put the money into the, the right kind of food, and you'll, you'll be able to pull back on some of those other expenses? I, I absolutely agree. Uh, Bill Walker, um, a lot of people might understand if the money's not available to provide the best food. I think what's angering Ontarians, and, and I want you to weigh in on this as well, Zoomer Radio listeners, 416-360-0740, is the fact that we spend more for each prisoner incarcerated in the province of Ontario at $9.73 a day. How how did that come to pass? How can that be? 
Well, I'm not certain exactly of all the history of how it's come to that to that point, but I think you know certainly as any government official, at the very minimum, what the government should be doing is making that the same amount of money. If you can afford to pay someone who has actually done an unjust things in our society, uh, then you certainly should be able to treat our our seniors who have built our country and are at the the tail end of their lives in the same manner. So that's why I have a real struggle. I see announcements every day where the government's coming out and finding more money for a lot of other things. Why can they not make seniors a priority. This is not the number that's going to break the bank, if you will. This is one that certainly is is one that I believe they could certainly find if they wanted to. They find all kinds of money to do advertising about government programs for hydro, for example, and spend $10 million a year to consultants and advertising to say how wonderful they are. And yet our seniors are languishing without healthy food, which as, as all of our listeners and, and all of your guests have been saying, is fundamental to people's health and enjoyment. The picture that was on the front of the Toronto Star on Saturday shows a meal of beans, as in green beans, but they look very much like they're canned, not that they're fresh. Spinach souffle and canned fruit served in a Toronto not-for-profit home that spends extra money on resident food. So this particular organization, instead of the eight thirty-three a day, it tops up food spending to roughly $9.49 a day. So there is a difference uh, between long-term care homes in terms of private funds coming in and the public money. So not every home in the province, Bill Walker, um, is limited to this amount, this paltry amount of $8.33 a day. I certainly agree with that. Uh, the challenge becomes, of course, for many that there isn't a lot of extra. You know, hydro's gone up 40%, wages have gone up. So at some point, they've got to start looking where can we find this to make sure we balance our budget. And that's one of the things that I believe we again need to continue to force the government and push the government and say, make this a priority. Food. Uh, is fundamental to health and, and enjoyment of life, and I believe it should be an absolute bare minimum. And and I can't get past if you can afford to spend 973 uh, a day on a prisoner, you should be able to spend at least that amount, if not more, on our very well-deserving seniors. All right. With that in mind, let's go to the phones. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Jim in Toronto, welcome to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. What would you like to add to the conversation? Hi, Jim. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Okay. Um, I read the story on the weekend, and then I've been listening to what's being said. Um, there's a couple of things. One, we can't compare long-term care homes with the prison, with secure, uh, high security facilities. The cost of running those securities is all inclusive of that meal cost. They, they work it all through what the cost per square footage is. So if you're being paid higher, and I guarantee you the staff at prisons are being paid higher to man the kitchens. Why? Because it's a high security area. You're putting yourself at risk. You're not going to get the same people doing the same job. That's the one thing. Secondly, you're talk, you spoke about no fresh fruit, no fresh vegetables. My father owned a produce company for over 50 years. He dealt with the extended cares, the long-term care, the private homes. They always received fresh vegetables, not at every meal. And there isn't a household here, and I can guarantee you, Jane, you're in the same boat, that you have fresh vegetables at every single meal, that you have fresh fruit at every single meal. 
yes, and and I want to get to the uh, to our guests to comment on what was just being said there uh, by our guest, and I'm sorry, or by our caller. I just lost you there. We had a little bit of a technical issue, but I take your point. Uh, in terms of not being able to provide the freshest food at every single meal in terms of the freshest produce. But meal after meal after meal shouldn't be out of a can and shouldn't be out of a frozen food package. Wanda, I'll let you comment on that first. Um, I mean, I think it is absolutely a question of balance, and we might all want to eat fresh fruits and veggies at every meal, but I, I take our caller's point. I don't think we do, but certainly the, the art, flavor of the article seems to be that, that people are getting far more you know, canned food, less fresh food, uh, less um, appealing proteins, which then is going to be discouraging them from eating, which, again, is going to be contributing to ill health. And, Bill, what about what our caller was saying there about the difference with security, long-term care versus prisons, and how that trickles down to the amount of money the government can spend per day on each resident for food? Well, I certainly appreciate and respect what he's saying in regard to the operation and the cost to run a facility. But at the end of the day, food is food, and that is, that is the absolute basis that we should be working from. And if you don't start with a healthy, nutritious meal, then ab- absolutely everything falls around that. And I mean, I've been pushing the minister, asking questions and in, in estimates at every opportunity. We even had some archaic things where if it's out of one envelope, for example, maintenance and operations from a facility where there's actually a little bit of surplus, they have to send that back to the government as opposed to be able, utilizing it and being flexible in that facility to actually buy more more supplies, more quantities of healthier, nutritious foods. So I, I, I certainly respect, but I think at the end of the day, there has to be an absolute priority put on there's enough food in that budget every day to be able to provide the most nutritious meal possible for, for each of the three meals. And, uh, and the other things then get looked at in a totally different perspective, but the food is fundamental to health and uh, well-being. It's important that we mention here that we did reach out to the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Long-Term Care, uh, asking to have a representative from the government on to talk about this very important issue. What we got back was an email which says the government is committed to making sure long-term care home residents receive high-quality care where all their needs are met. The long-term care home raw food allowance amount is just one of the dietary standards the ministry sets for long-term care homes. Uh, It goes on to say that uh, the Long-Term Care Home Act and regulation also requires long-term care homes to have a nutrition and hydration program and that they are meeting the dietary, current dietary intakes for the amount of nutrients, fiber, and energy for the residents. So we basically got a boilerplate response there from the government. Unfortunately, no one would come on with us, but we did reach out, of course. Let's go to Steve in Markham. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio's Bite Back. Uh, Jane? Yes. I spend about a year in prison because of family situations. Okay. If somebody can prove to me that the three meals we got there are worth more than $3, I will donate $10,000. Oh, tell us about the kinds of meals you had in prison. Garbage. Okay. Pure garbage. Beans or rice. Uh, mashed potatoes, for example. When you get a lump about a, a, a cubic inch of a black stuff that's gotten rotten, it's in the mashed potatoes. Okay. And I think you you might have heard in the past, oh, they get steaks and turkey. No, 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 no. There's no such a thing as a steak or a pork chop or turkey in prison. No. Well, then we have somebody... we we have a bigger issue then, Bill Walker. I mean, not to not to kind of dilute the uh, what we're discussing here today, but the money is it being spent properly, regardless of which institution we're we're referencing. 
Well, I think certainly from what uh, Steve is saying, if his meals were garbage and they're getting 9.73 a day, what are our seniors getting when it's based on 8.33 a day? So absolutely, I think all of these type of things, there has to be accountability. You have to understand where the money's going to make sure that it truly is. What we're hearing from the two associations that I referenced earlier, the Long-Term Care Association and the Chair Association of Not-for-Profit Homes and Services for Seniors are saying there's not enough there and, and the most nutritious meals that they could be providing are not being provided. And I think there was a survey by the Dietitians of Canada in, in 2015 suggesting that a lot more cheaper protein foods and fewer fresh fruits and vegetables are being served due to budget constraints. So I again challenge the government of the day, the Liberals, to actually make seniors a priority, at least get to the 933 or 973 that uh, the prisoners are getting. And in fact, let's really look at this and say, what truly should we be getting? Food is the staple of our day. It is the thing that, that, that impacts our health the most. So let's make sure we're doing what we should be doing with the tax dollars that we're given. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Later this hour, we'll talk about discovering your family tree in midlife, as a lot of Zoomers are doing these days. We'll continue with our conversation, though, that we began right after the news, and that's the $8.33, which has been allotted by the provincial government for each resident at each of Ontario's 629 long-term care homes. The outrage, when we compare it to what's being spent on each prisoner in Ontario, $9.73 a day. We have Wanda Morris on the line, COO and VP of Advocacy for CARP, a new vision of aging, as well. Well, we welcome Candace Chartier, the CEO of the Ontario Long-Term Care Association. Uh, Candace, what kind of food is being served to our residents? You say in the Toronto Star article that there are some pretty good meals out there. It's just that it's not consistent across the board. I, I, I do think, thank you for having me here, Libby. I do think that the meals that we are serving in long-term care are really good meals. I think what's, what's been missed in this conversation is the fact that we are so uh, regulated that you, it would be almost impossible to serve a bad meal based on the regulations that are there. Um, we have really high uh, standards when it comes to caloric protein um, quality of meals. And, you know, it's, it's the, the biggest thing that your residents look forward to in long-term care. And then one of the other things, well, you, it, you can't compare it to the jail uh, justice system because what what's, has been missed in the article is that food prep costs are not included in the funding provided, where in a jail system it would be. So this is just pure raw food funding. So there's no other, it's just food that comes out of that money. So what, what would be the amount then that Ontario is spending, if we're, if we're comparing apples to apples, pardon the pun, uh, what would we be spending on prisoners just on the food? I, I couldn't answer that. All I know is that uh, I've worked in long-term care for 17 years, and I know, especially in the summer months when produce is readily available, that the homes go out of their way for local sourcing and fresh fruits and fresh vegetables. It's The regulations would not support a poor meal service. It just It just doesn't. We're one of the most highly regulated systems in North America. So what would you like to see then? Are you, it sounds like you're more or less satisfied... Do, do you I'm, want? I'm, yep, go ahead. Yeah, I I don't know where they come up with the thirty three cents. I I I would hazard to put a number on it. What I would 
encourage is looking at inflationary um, costs. So, you know, if all of a sudden mid or mid-year uh, a certain type of food skyrockets, we have to have that ability um, year over year to meet those inflationary costs. So I think we need a, a very flexible, uh, inflationary-driven process as opposed to labeling a certain number. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane Brown for Libby's Nimer. Catherine and Pickering, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yes, hi. Ollie, hold on a sec. Sorry. I'm, I'm, no worries. We've competing media in the background. I'd just like to make two points. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, one of them is that you can't compare the prison costs to the old age home costs because the old age home people do not consume the same amount of food. The average prisoner, I'm guessing 50% are men. They're between 25 and 45, and they have a whole different dietary need. The other thing, um, so I think, I think that there's probably room for improvement in both, but I don't think we're comparing apples and apples. Actually, that's that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up, Catherine. Yeah, and the other one is, um, the other piece is that frozen vegetables and fruits are supposed to be as good as fresh because they're fresh frozen. So again, I think that some of this stuff is a bit inflammatory and people get excited about it, but I think we need to look at it from a more holistic perspective, okay? Okay, thank you thank for you. your comments. Uh, Wanda, would you like to comment on that? Uh, well, I think it's it's a, a fair point about the quantity of food, but but the reality is, you know, whether you're serving someone a little bit of craft dinner or a whole bunch of craft dinner, the cost really isn't so much in quantity; it's in quality. It's right. in making sure that there's protein quality, making sure that there's you know the high quality fruits and veggies. And and you know, interestingly enough, and, and Candace, speak to this as well. Um, yes, when you say that Ontario long-term care homes are highly regulated and have to meet dietary needs, well, we all know that dietary needs can be met uh, when you look at the side of a box of, of packaged food, technically we would, would, would be reaching the dietary needs, but are we really providing the best kind of food to make up those nutrients? So I would, uh, I would hesitate to say that even right down to portion sizing, and we also have registered dietitians on staff. So I, I would, I probably wouldn't agree um, with saying that the food isn't above and beyond. But I also think um, the last caller had a point. When you look at the type of resident we're looking after now, they're very frail, they're very uh, clinically complex, and a lot of residents can't handle a robust meal that maybe a senior is eating at home. Honestly, I think that the the most important thing to focus on right now, as opposed to the cost of food, is the improved dining experience and highlighting the fact that, you know, we need to improve that dining experience by redeveloping the the older homes where, you know, 30,000 seniors aren't getting that custom, quiet, intimate dining experience. Oh, tell us more about that. that. That does sound intriguing. Well, if you look at uh, the new homes that have been uh, redeveloped in the province, you know, the most you're going to get in a dining area would be 16, um, sometimes 32 at the max, but it's quieter, it's in more intimate um, settings. Uh, the food quality uh, is the same, but, you know, it's we all know how important that environment is and that dining experience when you sit down and have a meal and in an older home, you might have 40, 50, 60 people sharing a, a dining room, which, you know, adds to noise and clutter. So, you know, I think it's more important. I think the food and long-term care is great. 
I would just like to see the the atmosphere um, by redeveloping those homes and letting every resident in this province benefit from that intimate experience. Let's go to Jean in Mississauga. Jean, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. What would you like to add? Hi, Jane. Um, I've had the opportunity of having a parent in a nursing home with Alzheimer's and a husband in a correctional facility as a correction uh, and as a guard. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of difference. The, in corrections, they get three meals plus two snacks. They don't pay to live there. They get free clothing. They may get an allowance. And they pump iron and enjoy themselves at times. They don't have to clean if they don't want to clean. They don't have to pay where they live. And they get free lawyers. In a nursing home, they don't get all that. They don't get a lot of time with uh, people to give them physio. They don't get the quality of food, and they pay for their own stay through their pensions. So there is a lot of difference between the two with the monies that are allotted for each. And it sounds like with the information that you're presenting, first-hand knowledge of both situations, you think that there is an unfairness in the system. There's a big unfairness. Why are they getting legal uh, lawyers when they want to complain about the food or they want to put in a complaint about something? When my husband used to work there, used to get Fruit of the Loon T-shirts and and good jeans and everything, and and if they wanted a change of clothes and you said they couldn't have it, they would just rip them in front of you and say, I need them now. Okay, thanks for calling in and painting a bit of a picture for us. Uh, Wanda, this speaks very much to the advocacy at CARP and how long-term care is not a priority with this Ontario government and how that needs to change as uh, our society ages. Absolutely. We were talking about the fact that there was 3,000 incidents last year of resident-on-resident aggression in long-term care facilities. And, you know, when we've polled our members, uh, over 80% of them support um, the ability to have an advanced request for an assisted death with they have, when they have dementia. Now, uh, that's obviously a separate conversation, but I think as well as helping people die with dignity, we have to make sure that they have the right to live with dignity. And I'll uh, let you have the last word, Candice Chartre of the Ontario Long-Term Care Association. Thank you. I I guess I just want to end by saying that, you know, this sector does an incredible job in providing safe and nutritious meals to more than 100,000 residents each and every year. And that also includes residents on special diets or who have religious or cultural preferences. So, you know, when I get a question from people which long-term care home should I choose? I always say, go visit. And you know what? Go visit during a meal time. And you'll see just uh, what that environment looks like because it's a, it's a pretty good environment. Okay. Thank you both for your comments. And obviously, it's a very... Uh, It's a wide and varied uh, situation at long-term care homes, being that there are 629 of them across the province, so clearly the experience is different from home to home. But overall, it is uh, an effort that is being extended by organizations, advocacies like CARP, to improve care. Overall, the safety, the care, the food in long-term care homes across the province. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.